What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the podcast. My name is Daniel. Today's episode will be about emotions and emotional regulation. So for the people who've been listening to a lot of my episodes know that each different episode will be about a different topic. It can be related to relationships. It can be related to physical activity, health, depression, anxiety, suicidality, any of those things. Today, I really want to talk about emotions and specifically emotional regulation. Now, emotion regulation is exactly what you think it is. You're regulating your emotions. You're in tune with yourself. It requires you to be self-aware and it requires you to look in, look within and focus on the internal. It requires you now, it's very easy for you to listen to this of sound mind, you're calm, relaxed, you're driving, maybe you're working out, maybe you're cleaning and you're saying, well, yeah, I know what it feels like when I'm angry, I know what it feels like when I'm sad, I know what it feels like when I'm happy. But when you're angry and all you see is red, or when you're sad and it feels like the world is collapsing on you, it's extremely difficult to take a step back as like a third person and be like, whoa, like, like this is a huge emotion that I'm feeling. Now, emotional regulation is something that we see all the time, right? In one sense, we practice this anytime we're at home, we're talking to people. This could be our family members, this could be our partners, our spouses. Let's say they see something that ticks us off. We need to regulate our emotions to make sure we don't rip their heads off, right? Maybe you're at work and your supervisor says something or your coworker does something and makes you feel upset. You gotta regulate your emotions and make sure you don't just start randomly crying. So based on what other people are doing and based on how you're perceiving their actions, you're interacting with people, we gotta regulate our emotions. There's a fine line, folks. Sometimes people look at regulating emotions as suppressing emotions. And what ends up happening is you find yourself in these situations where people will make you angry, upset, or maybe even extremely happy, but you'll just reserve it. And in doing that, you actually end up shooting yourself in the foot, and I'll tell you why. It was, I believe it was Sigmund Freud, but it was probably a guy before him, I wanna say Aaron Beck, who came to this understanding that, folks, the only way like emotions come and go like moods right it's not normal to feel happy 24 7 it's not normal to feel sad 24 7 but they come and go and sometimes when an emotion is arising the best way to deal with it is to allow it to come and go don't go against it go with it go with the flow if you're feeling happy let yourself feel happy if you're getting angry let yourself be angry don't always repress it because it comes at a cost. Now, this talk is very, I gotta be extremely careful because the moment I say X, there's a counter argument to every word that's coming out of my mouth. For example, let me give you a premise that backs up my conclusion of you gotta go with the flow, you gotta feel your emotion, and then I'll give a, a counter argument to it. So the premise that I'll give to back up this conclusion of, hey, you gotta go with the flow of your emotions is this. We know that the way to get over a traumatic experience, a bad event, or something that really makes you feel sad or angry or negative inside, is you describe it, is you talk about it, right? Oftentimes in therapy and counseling, that's what you do. You, you bring whatever sadness that you have that's been internalized and you externalize it. Now, we know when people feel upset or angry, the worst thing they can do is say, I'm just not gonna think about it. The best thing you can do is you can say, I need to think about this. I'm mad, I can't think of anything else. I can't go to work, I can't focus on my studies. I, this is the only thing that's on my mind. It's important to think about it. It's important to give some time to process that emotion. This is one thing that you see, especially in men, that, that they don't do enough, right? You break up with your girlfriend, and then all of a sudden he's out partying and stuff. And for the third party, you're going, wow, he moved on really quick. It's like, no, he didn't. 
No, he's just internalizing those emotions and he goes out and he's going to drink a little more than he should. Maybe he gets behind the vehicle drunk. Maybe he smokes a little more than he should. Maybe he ends up in a few fights. But guess what? Three weeks, six weeks, months later, that emotion of heartbreak is still there. Burying your emotions, you don't get rid of them. You literally just take a rain check. You say, hey, I'm not going to process my emotions now, so I'm going to put this on the shelf. And then four weeks from now, then it's going to hit me. Whereas you'd be much better off, man, immediately right after you lose your job, the breakup, process those emotions right then and there. So then you don't carry that thing like a goddamn backpack. You hear so many stories about people. Uh, let's say a woman says, you know, I'm traumatized because I've been sexually assaulted, this and that. And you go, well, well how old were you? She goes like 11. You're going, Jesus Christ, like 11? 10 plus years and still like when you talk about it, it makes you feel sick and like i'm not saying it should be a oh whatever i was sexually so but it's you, you see that they're unhealed trauma and they're things that people have gone through whether because of their own problems or things that were just put onto them that they didn't ask for that it's never been dealt with appropriately and because of that they're like open wounds you know or it's like when the skin is just about to heal but it hasn't fully so any small pulling of the tissue or touching or pressure opens the scar back up again so when that happens it's important that we're able to regulate our emotions but regulation does not mean suppress it doesn't mean it doesn't mean bury it doesn't mean pretend that they don't exist you know but it just means be self-aware of them and know when to express them. Now, a counter argument to what I'm saying is this. Look, if you're angry, you might take my words, well, Daniel said express my emotions, so I'm going to punch my employer in the face. Folks, there's a time and a place, right? If you're at work, your employer says something to tick you off, you might not be able to, or might not make sense for you to express your emotion right then and there. So then you regulate your emotion, you stay cool, you stay calm. You don't say, hey, I'm not going to think about it. And I've said this in, in previous episodes. You say, I'm going to literally put this on the side, I'm going to finish my shift. My shift ends in 45 minutes. I'm going to go home and then I'm going to think about, I'm going to throw darts at this dude's face. I'm going to print out pictures of him, stick it up on the wall and throw darts at it, right? So what you're doing there is you're not saying whatever. I'm not going to think about it, but you're not flipping out at work either, right? It's a beautiful modification of both. You're, you're trying to bring two things together. So then you go home and then at once as you regulated your emotions as in you didn't burst into a ball of flames at work, but then you went home and then you were able to still tend to it and express your emotions and not feel like you're carrying this backpack of hate and resentment. The majority of times, folks, when I see people out there in the world and, and they're angry or sad or upset or sometimes people say something is, you don't know the weight of the backpacks which people are carrying, right? Imagine everybody has an invisible backpack. And this backpack is filled with all the negative events that a person wants to forget, right? The fact that they lost their dad at the age of 20 to cancer. The fact that their mom abused them. The fact that, you name it, right? Everything that's in the back that you, that you just, it's, it's on your mind, you wish you didn't remember, but you do, is in your backpack. And the heavier this backpack is, the, the, the harder it is to forget about it, right? Because it's killing you. If you're wearing a light backpack, you can go out, do an activity, you forget you're even wearing one. But if you're wearing a heavy one, your shoulders start to hurt, maybe your back, the extra weight on your legs. So you feel it more. Now imagine that person's in, in line at a coffee shop and the line is a little longer than usual. Or maybe the barista, the waitress, or the, the lady behind the counter isn't super friendly. And that person lashes out. 
Now, the first thought is, man, you're a jerk. You know, so what if the line for your coffee is a little bit longer? So what if the waitress, maybe she isn't having, maybe the cashier isn't having a great day either, right? Maybe someone spoke badly to her. But it's not about saying that that behavior is okay. But it's about recognizing that when sometimes people behave in certain ways, it's not about you. And this is a point that I really, really want to drive home in respects to emotion is for people who have either thought that they were regulating their emotions, which was actually just burying everything inside, or for people who don't know how to, so the moment they feel something, they just throw it out. If they feel angry, you can hear it in their tone. You can hear it in their demeanor. What you see is these people, they displace that anger and those emotions and that trauma onto everyone and everything around them. If I go out today and if I, if I have a bad interaction with someone, like let's say someone just rubs me off the wrong way, first thing that I always try to do is I go, Daniel, it's not about you. I can't take it. Because the moment you say, what did I say? What did I do to deserve this? I didn't. It's like, dude, it has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with them. I don't know what you're going through. You know, maybe a girlfriend just cheated on you. And your dealer for your drugs just said, sorry, man, like I'm cutting you off. I, I've got no idea. That doesn't mean that it's okay. That doesn't mean that you let things slide and you say, okay, I guess you can treat me however you want. No, not at all. But you don't stay up late at night going, man, why did he say that? Why did I say this? I should have said this. Next time he said, like, folks, you got to get into his mindset of everyone's trying to express their emotions in a healthy manner. I don't know what you've been through in life. I don't know about your accolades. I don't know about your accomplishments. I don't know about your heartbreaks or your struggles. I don't know what you've seen to make you the person you are today. So if you come out and say something to me that maybe doesn't rub me the right way, I have to be very careful that I don't judge you and I don't go, is it me? Did I say something? What did I do? Why did I deserve this? Because sometimes it's not about you. It's got nothing to do with you. That person's been pissed off all day. He has a bad relationship with his dad. He doesn't get along anymore with his siblings. And he's looking for someone to just splurge this anger out. You were just in the wrong place at the wrong time. The moment you can shift your perspective to that, you don't take things personally anymore. And, and when people say things or you hear things, it just goes in one ear and goes out the other. Because you realize that life is so much greater than what you see. Your perception shapes your reality. And I don't know what you've seen. I don't know what you're going through. So if you react a certain way, I'm sure that there's a root. I'm sure there's a cause. It wasn't just, hey, let me be a jerk today. I, re I recognize how hard it is to control our emotions, especially when we're seeing red, especially when we're stressed or when we're burned out. It's extremely tough. And when people, and I always put on the psychology cap, you know, if someone says something nasty or, or, or someone gets really mad and they shout something really sad, my immediate thought is like, hmm, why, why would they say that? Like, what has happened to you when you were a kid or a few weeks ago or a few months ago? Like, why is this such a, why does this cut so deep, so close to the bone? You can tell when people start getting emotionally aggravated. Sometimes you're in conversations with people and you find that you start getting it a little ramped up and they start getting a little emotional. And then there's some telltale signs. One of them is there's an there's a increase in their volume. They start speaking a lot louder. Another one is the pitch and the frequency of their tone. Folks, we have certain frequencies. So let's say I'm, I'm calling you and let's say this is business. This is going to make a lot of sense in a second. And I, if I call and say, hi, 
This is Daniel, the psychology student. Okay? Compare that to, hi, this is Daniel, the psychology student? What was different there? One, my, uh, my tonality, my tone of voice is a lot more excited. Two, I'm actually asking you a question when I go, hi, this is Daniel. I, I didn't say this is Daniel. Wait, I, I can't do a monotone now after I've practiced it the other way so much. But it's, if I say, da 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 da, this is Daniel, the psychology student, da 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 da, what I'm doing is I'm asking you a question. I'm going, do you remember me? I'm the psychology student? We were gonna meet up on Thursday, right? Like, it, it, so essentially I'm asking you a question without asking you a question directly. And this is something that you see a lot in car salesmen will do this, uh, people who sell insurance would lose. If you're interested in this, type in Jordan Belfort, uh, I wanna say tonality on YouTube. He has a brilliant uh, seminars and different podcast talks about that. But the reason why I bring that up is to talk about the importance of our, our tone of voice. And sometimes you can hear someone indirectly when they get emotional. So either they raise their volume, which just means they'll start talking louder. Another one is they're pacing. They'll start talking a lot faster and they won't break a lot between their sentences. It feels as if there's no period. There's just a comma. So, you know, it just, it all seems really connected. And then also their pitch. So their pitch, their tonality, you'll, you'll hear a sort of like, like, oh, man, what, how, what is this best described as? It's, it's a very reasonable kind of pitch. It's a very kind of, like, like if someone calls you and says, hi, do you have a minute to talk? Versus, hey, do you have a minute? Do you, do you have a minute? Can I get a minute of your time? Does that, does that make sense? Like, do you hear the difference? For some people listening, you're out of your mind. But I promise you there's something there. There's a difference between going, do you have a minute? Versus, do you have a minute? Like my, my pitch is saying, hey, I'm a reasonable guy. You're a reasonable guy. What's a minute? That's what I'm saying. So it's, there's so much psychology behind it, folks. And again, business is full of those little things like that. So sometimes you hear when someone gets emotional, they start saying things like that. You know, they, and they start uh, characterizing the other view, which is not theirs, as something super unreasonable. And indirectly, they're saying, these are my views, and I'm a reasonable person. And using that pitch, they show anyone who thinks differently, my supervisor, my wife, my dog, my kids, my friend, that stranger on the bus, he's being unreasonable. So pay attention to those things, volume, pitch, pacing, not to mention people will just start throwing out insults and, and you'll see in the eyebrows too, they start frowning and they'll, anyways, there's a lot of telltale signs. There's a lot of telltale signs and immediately folks, when you see that, I want you to just be hesitant about the next few words that come out of your mouth because you realize that this person is, or they should want to regulate their emotions but they might not catch themselves the way that you catch another person. For example, if someone else gets mad or sad, you'll see it first before they themselves can, can understand sometimes and vice versa. Sometimes you might get mad or upset or something and in that moment you don't recognize it. But maybe your husband, your boyfriend, your brother, your sister, your friend, they recognize it first and they go, well, that's weird. Like why would he just raise his tone like that, right? Or raises the volume of his voice like that. So when you hear someone saying those things, just kind of tread carefully and just go, okay, if I'm looking for a, a civilized discussion of points back and forth, and you start seeing one of those signs of a person getting emotional, I'd pull back. You know, as they say, you can go, and I'm, hopefully I don't butcher this, I don't know if you've heard the one that says, you can go wrestle with a pig in the mud, right? You can wrestle with it all day. But uh, the only difference is the pig's actually going to like it. So the pig likes to wrestle in the mud. 
You know, he, he enjoys it. The pig can do it all day. And I don't mean to say that like degrading and shaming, like calling people pigs, looking down on them. But I want you to get in the sense of some people, folks, when they get emotional, all they see is red and they're in this mindset of basically, dude, the killer be killed. This is my opinion. This is how it is. Everyone else is an idiot. And when you feel that, my recommendation is you don't challenge them. You don't fight them. It's not about proving a point. It's not about, like imagine learning martial arts and then anyone who shows you a little bit of hostility, you go, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat the snot out of this guy. It's like, no, no, that is your pride talking. That is your ego talking. You feel like you have to prove something, right? Well, in reality, man, you take a step back and go, dude, just because I know martial arts doesn't mean I got to go pick a fight with everybody. Right? I'm in a position, and not just me, but a lot of people who take philosophy classes, who take specifically logic, and you're reading about valid arguments, sound arguments, premises, conclusions, and then you, you start talking to people. And then you're just thinking to yourself, like, dude, that's not a valid argument. You didn't give me one reason to back up your point, or that's an argumental fallacy. If you folks are interested in this stuff, Google it. Argumental fallacy, things like strawman argument, circular reasoning, what makes an argument valid. I can do one episode just dedicated to, to validity and sound and stuff. But anyways, I find myself in positions sometimes where, and not to say that I don't have flaws myself. I have more than I can count. I bet you have lots of flaws that I'm not even aware of yet. But I have been in situations where I notice people, they're, they're leaving logic and, and like their emotions are really clouding their judgment when we're trying to have a discussion that is just based on logic and facts. And then I see emotion creeping in. I'm going, uh-oh. I'm going, okay, wait a minute. This is weird. Like you, you gave a conclusion, but you didn't give any premises to back up that conclusion. And I can hear in your tone of voice, something's off. Some, something is personal for you. We're not discussing an idea. Now you're defending your pride in who you are as a person. Like, let's just take a step back here. Because if I disagree with you, I'm not disagreeing with your idea anymore. I'm disagreeing with you, the person. And you're gonna get offended. Now, a lot of people listening to this are gonna say, well, screw him, let him get offended. Listen. When you're in that position, you can do whatever you like. Me personally, when I realize I'm in a discussion and the other person isn't that emotional, there's not going to be a civil discussion. We're going to interrupt each other. It's going to be a shouting match. We're going to hurl insults, man. That's not my thing. I just go, okay, yeah, sounds good. Because I know better than to be like, dude, just because you can do martial arts and someone looks like they want to fight you, that doesn't mean you got to go around fighting everyone, right? Because the pig likes rolling in the mud, you know? If you know that he wants to go into a firefight and you don't want to throw insults, you don't want to shout, you don't want to say, well, do you know how bad of a person you are? You did this, you did that. It's like, if they're just in that mindset, the worst thing that you could do is challenge them, is fight them, is stand there. And sometimes people think of that and they go, well, no, if my partner says something, I got to stick it to him. It's like, listen, that's up to you, right? Some people, they have that thing in them. It's like, if you throw a punch, I got to throw a punch. If you say a swear, I got to say a swear. So far, what I've done, and I've been a fan of this, is when I've noticed a person in that world, I just go, okay, dude, and I usually walk away. And then a couple hours later, a day, two days later, when I see how they're simmered down, then I have that logical discussion again. And there are some people that I know that I'm just like, you're not that person. Or with certain discussions, certain topics, I'm like, this is a big red flag for you. Whenever this comes up, you get a certain kind of way. And I realize that me just throwing more rationale and logic at you isn't going to do the trick, right? Especially when you have people who believe in conspiracy theories, whether flat earth or Scientology or, or just different things of that matter. The answer to those people is not by throwing more reasoning and logic towards them, right? If they haven't 
accepted any of the logic, you know, through sentences one to five, excuse me, sentences six to ten aren't going to change them right. So be careful. Be careful. I, I'm not a fan of these debates. I'm not a fan of shouting matches. I'm not a fan of degrading people, looking down on them, shaming them. So be aware of your emotions. Be aware of, is this a safe and appropriate place to express my emotions? What can I put my emotions into? For example, you might feel really upset. Should I start drinking alcohol a little bit or should I go out for a walk? You know, should I go out and see if I can get into a fight with someone or should I listen to some music? So you can choose how you want to express that emotion. You can choose, this is much easier said than done, when and where you want to express this emotion and how you want to do it. But the biggest key to this, folks, is you think about this while you're of sound mind so that when you do get angry, like there's like a set plan, you're, right? it's, you're not like fuming or super upset and then trying to come up with how to express your emotion, right? My hope is that when you're not feeling super emotional, you've got this kind of plan laid out. So then when you do get emotional, you've got a safety net, you've got something to fall back on. So just folks, look out for that. Look out for your own emotions. Look out for other people's emotions. And if you feel like people are getting mad or angry or sad, my recommendation, again, this is just my opinion, please do whatever you think is appropriate. Don't challenge people if they're mad, if they're just emotional, if they're, you know, no matter what you say, they're just going to get angry and angry. You're not going to get anything out of it. You know, and, and if for you, it's just that I just want to prove that I'm right, teach their own. Teach their own. I just want to bring you as much peace as possible. And speaking from a person who... I believed I had facts when other people didn't and I would try to convince them, I would just lose time and energy. I was thinking like, dude, why am I wasting my time here? Let me just go about my day. If they want to have a conversation, they can come to me. Otherwise, you know, you've only got so much energy in a day, so you got to be careful what you allocate towards your time. Folks, thank you so much for listening. This has been another episode. My name is Daniel. Have an absolutely amazing rest of your week and you'll hear from me, from me again next week. Take it easy, everybody. Bye-bye.